This is the podcast for lifestyle and design in Ottawa. Intimate stories from our guests, an opportunity to discover hidden gems, share and get advice, recommendations, and more. All designed to help you be the best you that you can be. Your host from OttawaDesigners.com, Sandria Blench. We're here with Janine Charon, who is going to talk to us about a multitude of topics, anything from health and fitness, as well as her Tiger Method, being part of the National Hockey League, a mom, a wife, and her Tiger Method. So could you tell us a little bit more about your Tiger Method, just to start? We'll (laughs) jump right in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, growing up, uh, my grandpa used to call me Tiger. So where the name came from and um, literally when he would come to a hockey game, he needed like his own bench because he would be sliding up and down, you know, go tiger. And he became sick uh, the end of 2009 and then 2010 when he passed away. um, I spent the afternoon in a coffee shop and literally just filled the notebook. Like the tiger method just fell out of me and it was just the first part of the tiger method. So in 2010, um, it was the mindset piece, which, um, is obviously the foundation of so many things when it comes to overcoming adversity and obstacles in your life. But basically, and I can tell you more about that, but the tiger method is a self love project that anchors you to your own internal compass, transforming you from the inside out essentially. So it's, it's always ongoing. Um, just to tell you what it stands for, for the mindset piece is it's transform your thinking. Obviously, you know, the first thing when people are looking to transform, it's like, well, who do you listen to? Who's your mentor? What's your environment? Like, what do you read during the day? How are you, how are you, um, elevating and growing and what personal development are you doing? And then the I is ignite your passion or purpose. Um, the G is goal setting. Yeah. The E is execute. So we can have this great conversation, but if we don't get off the couch and take action, nothing happens. And then the R is revised. So let's go back back what do maybe what did we learn and a lot of the time sometimes we think we want to go some way uh direction and life takes you something else so now what do we want to learn about you can go back through that's just one piece there's also a physical tiger there's a spiritual tiger there's an emotional tiger and there's a social tiger so a lot of people there's not they want to say like because i was in health and wellness yeah and it's like i want to lose 10 pounds it's like that's why i really wanted to call inside out studio bar inside out because i'm truly passionate about transforming people from the inside out yeah and you you don't you can't it's not any one thing I don't have a secret sauce it's like how, what's your sleep like what's your stress like what's your social life like you know how are you handling it so there's so many so I wanted to create the tiger method started in 2010 the mindset piece uh, the body only was discovered in the 2017 and then spiritual is 2020 in these last few months going through my breast cancer the emotional and the social one was created so it's amazing how you wow. go through life and they come out unbelievable so then if people want to learn more about these how do they find out more can they google you online do you have a book out do you have what's going on you know what for the last decade i've been asked about this um i do have a website that is actually in the midst of being created okay um it's funny i i'll never forget when i was traveling um out to los angeles around 2010 or maybe even earlier and I was writing in my journal and I remember thinking you know everyone's gonna know what the tiger method is but I'm not ready I need a more life experience yeah and that's not to put down a 20 year old who's rah 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 and excited yeah, yeah, yeah. And like just be you know no, no. positive affirmations but I feel blessed 
from all the adversity that I've gone through and gotten to on the other side from divorce to bankruptcy to opening closing studios uh, to move you know live moving meeting my now husband on Facebook and in three months ending up back in Ottawa <laughs> yeah. starting a studio like we've overcome so much and it has made me it is the adversity that we try to avoid is the exact magic that you need to get to that other side. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. So I want to touch more on your breast cancer because when I discovered that you had breast cancer, I was shocked because you're such a healthy person. You know, you take care of your body. You seem to eat well. You have the inside out bar studio you had, Mm -hmm. which I went to. And how did you discover that you had this? How can you, how can you help people prevent um, or I mean, find early discovery and as well, maybe prevention in this. I think we don't listen to our intuition enough. I literally, I was not, I didn't have a scheduled checkup. There was nothing. I was having uh, vivid dreams the last year. I've, I'm really big into numerology. Everybody yeah. has their thing. I've been seeing triple digit numbers for the last year and a half. And I've kind of, now that after I discovered the breast cancer, I've had moments in the last year and a half where I've kind of had these thoughts actually about cancer and I'm like, no, it's not. I don't have, do you mean like, don't manifest that, you know, let's not do that. But I literally was having some crazy vivid dreams, nothing to do with cancer. And then one morning, half asleep, I literally, I can picture myself laying in the bed. My husband was in, he was already up and I like half rolled, half asleep rolled over at my right arm, a hand was on my chest and I I found a lump and I was like, Greg, come here. He's like, call your doctor right away. That was May 5th. I remember I called and I got into my doctor on the 6th. Next thing you know, I'm in the cancer clinic on May 19th. That's my birthday. That's That's your birthday? Yes. (laughs) We will always remember when Janine found out she had cancer. Wow. Okay. So then you discover this and then that must have been absolutely traumatizing and shocking for somebody young and healthy like yourself to discover and realize that now you're going to have to make life-changing moves. The family's going to have to support you. You might have to have surgeries. You might have to have chemo. You might have to have hormone therapy. Um, what have been your steps since then? Were yeah. you scared? What's helped you know get you through this? You know, my uh, I actually remember walking to my mailbox um, one afternoon and I actually kind of looked up in the sky and said thank you for my breast cancer it sounds crazy my mom was like I don't know what god you pray to but I am not thanking anyone for your cancer I don't know I feel like I was I needed a little bit of a wake-up call um the transition from my life before I met Greg and then going through a divorce and then coming to Ottawa and then the studio and the babies and the bankruptcy. And then there was, you know, even though I was in the health and wellness industry, I was going through a ton of stress. stress. People, we would have a packed studio and I'd be crying in my car before I would go in. Yeah. But because I'm professional and I don't yeah. believe in putting that on other people, you're paying to come to my studio. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be like, Oh my God, listen to all my problems, yeah. you know, Absolutely. And verbal diarrhea on yeah. you. Um, so, there were moments like looking back, we were healthy, but the stress I made as a health professional, I felt like the biggest hypocrite. And if I mean, really honest, I mean, when we were going through some of those stressful days, I was drinking too much or not eating unhealthy foods and doing things that would not be in alignment with my true Your self. true self, yeah. And the beauty of the breast cancer journey, um, it's, probably it's really caused me to surrender everything from my past or we you know I've been to training before it's called landmark education and I'll never forget this woman going across and there's a point here going across the stage and she's carrying a suitcase and she's like we all go through life and this suitcase is basically your past and it's Mm -hmm. like but and it's dragging you down and dragging you down Mm -hmm. and so I've truly feel going through the 
breast cancer phase, you're, you're shocked. It doesn't feel real. And there was an outpouring of support from people like yourself and others that I feel like I didn't process it until I was like two or three months in from, cause you don't know what's happening next. And it's like, yeah. okay, I've got to do, okay, biopsy, you get your mammogram and then you get your, you go for your, um, the ultrasound and then they tell you, um, I was what's called a BIRADS five. So that means you're 95 to 99% have breast cancer, but they need to do a biopsy. Wow. Mm-hmm. So then you go for the biopsy and then I'm. Confirmed. Then they tell you, they confirm, and then we've got to discuss, are we going to do a lumpectomy? Are we going to do a mastectomy? And I ended up having a double mastectomy. Wow. Um, How did you decide to do that? Did you have breast cancer on both breasts, or did you think? There were three tumors in my left. Okay. But they only had, they only had detected one, so okay. I'm so grateful. I really sat quietly with myself and just listened to what felt right yeah. and what was the right course of action everybody has their opinion mm-hmm. and like they give it to you lovingly yeah. they don't mean to bombard you and be like well i would do this and i do this i was a, i was smaller chested to begin now with. you get a new yeah. set of beautiful so, boobies oh, exactly. <laughs> why not i know my i i jokingly saw a shirt and it said yes my boobs are fake but my real ones tried to kill me oh that's a great shirt <laughs> so i was that's like i really shirt. need to get that t-shirt yeah um i'll get but, you that t-shirt so when you're smaller they tell you if you do a lumpectomy and if anyone's familiar in the breast cancer world basically they're like you're gonna your nipples gonna be up in your armpit and I was like they're like you're 38 ridiculous you're still young I want you I don't want you to go through life and I don't think I want to say deformed because I feel bad saying that word but he's like I don't want you to feel insecure for the rest of your life so I would highly recommend that you consult the plastic surgeon some people go in and they're like just take it out I don't want this in my body Mm -hmm. I don't know I had this calmness about just listening to the, I always kind of kept a, a blinder up and it was like, let's just get that next answer. Yeah. Then when we get this information, let's make that decision based on, I kind of waited and my Sarah mom Tom. was, I couldn't read, she was reading this book all on breast cancer and I didn't even have the capacity to read or, and yeah. one, the, one of the nurses said, don't Google. And I stayed off the no. internet because oh, yeah. Dr. Google will yeah, nightmares, <laughs> fill your course. head with lots of um, different ideas. And then you see visuals where you're like, oh my gosh. And then it just, it creates a whole, your mind is so powerful. Yeah. That's so what do. fears could you alleviate in discovering? Cause I mean, people, obviously some people are, are panic when that happens. How could you help somebody who has received any, any scary news, any big news, how would you help them come to copes with that and move forward as opposed to having it stunt them? Um, just knowing that we can do hard things. Um, human beings are resilient. Uh, the unfortunate thing with cancer is it can kill you. So that's not a, like, you know, we, yeah. we, we miss the payment or you go through a bankruptcy. It's not going to kill me. Mm-hmm. It might feel like it is and it's debilitating, but, um, with, I think just, you know, talking to your loved ones and getting clear on, you know, what have you been doing for the past, whatever, how many years and use this as your wake up call, yeah. regardless of how much time you have left or, and, or maybe you have a full recovery and I hope you do. And, and you get to really live out your true passion and purpose on this life, but let it be that wake up call that yeah. you've been waiting for. Um, because I find a lot of us, you know, we're still, we, we do what we're passionate, about, but then we go through the motions and we don't really, I mean, we only get one life to live. Yeah. So, and what lesson have you learned from this other than the ones that you just described? Yeah. Have you had any epiphany that, you know, this is how my life, I know you're opening a podcast, you're doing that. You're going to start off doing, you still want to continue with the tiger method. Yeah. I work for smart cell tellers too. So I do, okay. I sell cell phones with businesses. Oh, nice. Yeah. So <laughs> with Steve awesome. Bowser and the crew there. So, That's um, great. 
Honestly, the self-love piece. Okay. You think you are taking care of yourself, but you're not. And what that really boils down to is our belief in ourself and our self-worth. And I, I really realized I'm going to get emotional, but as much as I'm a, I was confident and happy and I've got a beautiful network. Um, I didn't love myself the way that I, I want others and the way I want my children to love themselves. So I literally just had to start walking. It was all I'm allowed to do because of the surgery. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, and I just had to, it felt like starting over. It must have like, been insane for your children as well. Yeah, having so the, to put on the, that. The front. littles don't really, they know mommy had a surgery, but the littles, they're five and <laughs> Sally's now seven. But um, the 15 year old, my bonus child, AKA stepson, he, mm-hmm. uh, he was aware, okay. but uh, they were really good with just being gentle with me. But in terms of, I really just had to kind of surrender and like, let's, it, it's a beautiful Find thing. Yourself. Well, you have to break. It's a, you know you have, you have to, break to break down to break through. And it really felt like I just like everything that has ever made Janine. Very freeing. And I had to put her back together. And yeah. I started just walking. And some walks I'd be like, oh. And then I got obsessed with walking like an hour a day. Yeah. And I'd be listening to podcasts. And then I got back into my writing. It, and it's piece by piece. Like, I know that what I should be doing, my my true ideals. Like, reading, writing, meditation, um, all that stuff that I love to do, I was putting off. I was not yeah. doing it because we don't have enough time, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's the lie we all tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we all make up these excuses on, but all you have I'll is start now. my diet on Monday. Or this donut won't kill me and I'll just eat this crap all weekend and I'm not going to, you know, heart issues or whatever. And I'm 38. I, well, I'm shocked at how many women in my breast cancer group. I'm part of a group called Rethink Breast Cancer. I'm talking to 25-year-olds that are dealing with cancer and it's they're incredible. having to decide, well, I'm not going to do that because I still... Do I want to breastfeed? Yeah, because I'm talking a... about removing my ovaries and my fallopian tubes yeah. and these women haven't had the, the blessing of having, having children yet. So... I mean, we take so there's just, always take somebody so worse. Granted, exactly, yeah, absolutely, and that's the thing. Actually, I love you said that. So the first week after my first, I did the left side in June, and then the right side in August. I love um, compassion needs to be at like an all time high for all of us and whatever we do. I remember standing in line at the uh, waiting to pick up my meds at the per- prescription, and I remember looking around, and I looked like a young, healthy, and nobody yeah. had any idea. Nobody but, well, knew what shirt, you were I going drains. through. I'm sitting with like, if you saw my And that's a my physical chest. ailment that people could potentially see. But they could Imagine see under what the they can't see. I know. Yeah. And that's why I always, I, I never, I mean, we all judge people. It's just human by nature. You try not to, but I always try to give people grace. Yeah. And actually the tiger method, um, I was biking and it was coming up for me and I was, there's so many different ways to define the tiger, which is amazing because we have the, the mental, the physical, the spiritual, emotional, social, but an all encompassing term. I was like together in grace, everyone and everything rises. So if we all just gave each other grace, you know, when you see someone speeding down the road, how do you know that they're not running to the hospital or that they didn't just receive news that somebody just passed away? I couldn't agree more. Everybody's in such a rush. It's like slow down and take the time to be considerate. Um, give yourself grace if you're going through a tough time. Absolutely, we all make bad decisions. I've made yep. so many in my life. Yeah, all of us have. The breast cancer really was the wake up to sounds choose like better. A, as strangely as it sounds, yeah. it almost sounds like a blessing. To be honest with it, you, it, has it almost been. gave you an 
and only somebody who's been through it, strange things would see that in yeah. that way. But sometimes out of darkness comes really beautiful things. Yeah. Now, um, I know you're super strong, but with breast cancer, you have to obviously go through hormonal treatments and things like that. And other women are probably wanting to know, how does that feel? Because that's probably like going through menopause. <laughs> Early or, menopause, or, ladies. Yeah, menopause. It's or, literally uh, hot flashes, night sweats, mood swings, irritability, and crying lovely. out of nowhere. <laughs> wow. And how long does that go on? So the first month, I was nauseous every day. I started taking them in the morning. I learned the trick taking your tamoxifen at night now i just literally dodge chemo and radiation wow so this is more of some people have told me it's kind of like a pill form of chemo i don't know if that's how an oncologist would describe it but it's you're meant to take it to um ensure that your body doesn't um have create more cancer down the road okay so the first month was every day just constantly nauseous and then it seemed like I adjusted and then the second month was like whoa crying irritability one minute I'd be like snapping at my husband and then crying and one time I accidentally took it double dose oh god and you should have seen me the next day like Uh I had I had to go on I did two one hour walks I was still like anxious my husband was like I'm just gonna leave you alone right now yeah (laughs) I'll be back later so I mean and a lot of people ask me how I am but it's a like your your hubbies, like when we go through these things, you know, someone like I know it. you had Leanne Lang on the show. We talked about how it, her decision to leave her job affected her family. You got to also be considerate of the people that are in your circle and yeah. how they're being affected. Absolutely. So I mean, like God love my husband. He's been he made we laugh like when I'm a little bit hot mess express train and the next stage the next stop is crazy phil he's there to kind of help me laugh it off and be like i love you you're batshit crazy oh can i say that sorry (laughs) you can it's a podcast (laughs) you're lucky so So now um i'd love to have you back and discuss more things but we usually end this podcast on a positive note and i just ask a few silly questions to end and then i'll have you back again so chocolate or vanilla Ooh, chocolate all the way with sea salt <laughs> and caramel. Oh, that's good. That sounds really good. Really ornitelling, yeah. Yeah. Favorite street in Ottawa? Favorite street? Mm-hmm. As in like, oh, I love Island Park. I love the Island houses Park. on Island Park. Perfect. Favorite restaurant? Ooh. Um, I'm a big fan of Napoli's. Um... Oh, God, there's so many great restaurants. Mezzanotte, Napoli. I don't know. I'll stick with Napoli to start. Okay. Favorite fitness thing to do every day <laughs> other than walk? Because you walk. walk. Yeah. <laughs> we know well, that I haven't one. been allowed to do anything. Um, favorite fitness. You know what? Right now it's meditation. It doesn't sound like it's something physical, That's but good. I have been sinking into this amazing level of um, calmness and peace through my meditation and it's making my walks more enjoyable and that so I, I'm going to choose that as my okay, final one. answer okay yeah. and then for the last question your funniest and most embarrassing moment that you can think of quickly and trust me we've heard <laughs> weird ones uh, being at Blues Fest when I first met my husband and I was wearing a one piece and I literally we had had some drinks I took it fully off to go pee in the in the in, sorry mom and dad that's hilarious. I was like I can't no wonder he's this. married There's to you thousands of people here like this has to happen and that's it's just like, hilarious I mean it was still late at night pitch black and I okay. don't think people see me but definitely everyone was filing out of the Blues Fest and I was like this is happening well it worked out you got married so and have two go. kids well yes, thank you three. so much with oh, my three bonus, with the bonus. Yeah. that's right mm-hmm. that just as important that's okay so uh, thank you so much You're for welcome. being on ottawadesigners.com and we would thank love to have you, have you again me. thank yeah. you Janine mm-hmm. thank you thanks